Hey kids, welcome to Papa's Bible Stories. For each episode, I pick a Bible story to talk to my kids about. I have a beautiful son, Jacob, who is eight, and a beautiful daughter, Leah, who is five. And these stories are for them. But even though these stories are for my kids, Jacob, Leah, and I would love it very much if you decided to join us. What do you say? Let's get started. Joseph was a prisoner. His jealous brothers had betrayed him and sold him to Ishmaelite traders for 20 pieces of silver. Joseph couldn't believe that this was happening to him. Up until what felt like five minutes ago, he was the favored son of a rich patriarch and belonged to a family with a rich heritage who had special promises to fulfill for an almighty God. But in the blink of an eye, all that had changed. Now he was a prisoner on his way to Egypt to be sold as a slave. And as the traders headed south to Egypt, they would have passed right by the general area where Joseph had lived, his home, everything he had ever known, his poor father. If only they would stop, if only he could say goodbye. But the traders just continued on. Joseph was only 17 years old, and his life was going to be completely different now. The Ishmaelites eventually arrived in Egypt, and they went ahead and sold Joseph. And the Bible says that Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites. And that was seemingly that. Joseph was now officially a slave, and he would probably be a slave for the rest of his life. And as we talked about last episode, when you were a slave, you had nothing to look forward to, nothing to live for, just a life full of backbreaking work. If ever there was a time to be discouraged, if ever there was a time for Joseph to feel sorry for himself, this would have been a good time. But Joseph made a decision. He was not going to be discouraged. He was not going to feel sorry for himself. And Joseph, in this time of stress, well, he would have turned to God. His father Jacob had told him all about God, about how God had been there for his father when he needed him most. How when his father was running for his life, that God had come to him and comforted him in the vision of the latter. Joseph would have realized, as many of us do when we run into bad times, that he needed a savior. And if he hadn't already, he would have dedicated his life to God right there. No matter how hard it ended up being, to be a slave, no matter how bad his master might be, no matter what happened to him, no matter what life might have in store for him, no matter what he might run into, 
he would serve God to the best of his ability. And boy, was Joseph going to run into some strange things. At this time in history, Egypt was the richest and most developed country probably in the world. It was the center of civilization, the country with the most number of people, the highest buildings, and the most amount of money. Egypt would have appeared to Joseph to be a very strange place indeed. And maybe one of the most shocking things in Egypt would have been the sheer number of false gods that they worshipped. Now, Joseph had been exposed to a few other false gods that the surrounding peoples had worshipped. But Egypt was a place where they worshipped like a gajillion gods. Gods like Isis, Osiris, Anubius, Horus, Het, Hathor, Ra, Ammon, Thoth, Sekhmet, Geb, Ammon, Nun, Mayot, Sobek, and the list just keeps going on. And not only did the Egyptians worship these imaginary gods, but they worshipped animals, like cats and dogs and birds and crocodiles and hippos, baboons, beetles, cranes, cows, and that list just goes on too. They even worshipped things that were just like part of the land, like a river or a mountain. Over its entire history, Egypt had at least 1,500 gods. The Egyptians seemed to worship anything and everything, both real and imaginary, except for the one true god that Joseph worshipped. And while all that seems very strange to us kidzos, and would have at first seemed very strange to Joseph too, all this false god worship would have been entirely normal to the Egyptians. And they would have dressed it up in a way that would have been very interesting and appealing. And all this weird stuff would have been very beautiful and maybe mysterious, and maybe even a little bit fun and interesting. You know, people didn't worship all this stuff for no reason. But despite all this, and despite the fact that no one had ever heard of Joseph's God before, and despite people probably thinking that Joseph was weird for worshipping some strange God they hadn't heard of before, Joseph was not going to be led astray. He was not going to change his mind because everyone else was doing something different from him. And he was going to be loyal and true to the God of his father, Jacob. And so, in the midst of all this, Joseph began his new life as a slave to his Egyptian master, Potiphar. And how did that all turn out? Well, probably a lot better than Joseph was expecting. The Bible says that the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Since Joseph stuck with God, well, God stuck with Joseph. 
And just like when his father Jacob was living with Laban, God blessed everything that Joseph did. And as the years went by, Potiphar began to notice that for some reason, everything that Joseph did seemed to be highly successful. The Bible says that his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. It was almost like everything that Joseph touched turned to gold. And what do you do when you know someone like that? Well, if you're smart, you give him as much stuff as you can. And it seems that Potiphar was a smart guy. Because the Bible says that Potiphar made Joseph overseer of his house, and all that he had he put under his authority. And how did that turn out? Well, probably better than Potiphar's wildest dreams. The Bible says, So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house, and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. And as the years went by, Potiphar got richer and richer, just like Laban had with Jacob. And because Joseph did such a great job, because Joseph never stole from him, Potiphar came to trust Joseph more and more. And eventually, he trusted Joseph to the point that Potiphar just decided to leave absolutely everything up to Joseph. I mean, why not, right? Potiphar trusted Joseph so much and gave him so much responsibility that Potiphar didn't even really know all he had, except for the food that was on the table right in front of him day by day. So things were looking up for Joseph. I mean, he was still a slave, no doubt about that. But all things considered, he had a pretty amazing life. Thanks to God's blessing, he was successful, he was trusted, and he was probably around more money and wealth than he ever would have thought possible back home. And since Potiphar worked directly for Pharaoh, Joseph probably had the chance to rub shoulders with all the really important people in Egypt. And you know, this would have been no small thing. And not only was Joseph successful, but the Bible says that Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. So on top of all this, Joseph had grown up to become a pretty good-looking guy. But then things took a rather sharp turn for the worse. Joseph, this highly successful and good-looking guy, began to be noticed. And noticed by exactly the wrong person, Potiphar's wife. The Bible says that Potiphar's wife began to cast longing eyes on Joseph. Potiphar's wife saw how good-looking he was and how successful he was and liked Joseph more and more until one day she said to him, Lie with me. 
lie with her. <laughs> you kids might be asking yourself, why did Potiphar's wife want him to lie with her? What's the big deal with lying together? Well, Papa's not going to get into the details, but suffice it to say that Potiphar's wife wanted Joseph to sleep in the same bed as her. Yeah. And as you kids know, only husbands and wives are supposed to sleep in the same bed together. And they're not supposed to sleep with anyone else. And if they do, well, that's definitely wrong. And that's definitely a sin. So obviously Joseph was going to say no to sleeping with Potiphar's wife, right? Well, hold on a minute, because this decision maybe wasn't so easy as we might think. Potiphar's wife, if she really wanted to, could really get Joseph into a lot of trouble. If Joseph made her angry or embarrassed or in any way made her feel bad, she could really hurt him. Joseph was just a slave. She could get him severely punished, like being whipped or something like that, or sent to prison, or probably could even get him killed if that's what she really wanted. And then, all the work and successes that had taken years to accomplish would be thrown away like it had never happened. So, saying no to Potiphar's wife was to take a big risk. But if he said yes to Potiphar's wife, he would be doing something wrong. He would be sinning against God. And he would be betraying Potiphar, who had trusted him with so much. And so, Joseph had a difficult decision to make. What was Joseph going to do? Well, as far as we can tell, Joseph didn't even hesitate. And the Bible says that Joseph refused and said to his master's wife, Look, my master does not know what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Well, that was a pretty solid no, right, kidzos? But it seems that Potiphar's wife either didn't understand or didn't think Joseph was serious, or maybe somehow took Joseph's answer as a challenge. We don't know, but what we do know is that she kept at it. And the Bible says that she spoke to Joseph day by day. She kept on trying to tempt Joseph and convince him to change his mind. But Joseph stayed true to his convictions. And the Bible says that Joseph did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. And some time went by like this, with Joseph having to constantly be on the lookout for Potiphar's wife. He did his best to stay away from her, and particularly making sure that she would never catch him alone. 
But one day, it seems that Potiphar's wife got tired of playing cat and mouse and decided to escalate things. And on that day, Joseph came strolling into Potiphar's house while he was working. But something seemed a bit off. The house was quiet. That was strange. Potiphar's house was usually quite a busy place. Where was everyone? And that's when Joseph felt a hand grab his shirt. He turned and... Oh no, it was Potiphar's wife. She had snuck up on him. And with her hand grabbing his shirt, she said to him, Lie with me. No! And Joseph started to run away. But she had an unusually strong grip on his shirt. She was trying to drag him to her bed. (laughs) And Joseph panicked. He didn't know what to do. All he could think is that he needed to get away from this crazy woman. And so Joseph did the only thing that he could think of. And the Bible says that Joseph left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. Joseph wanted out of there so bad that he just left his shirt and ran. So there was Potiphar's wife, all alone in the house, sitting with Joseph's shirt in her hand. This did not go how she was expecting. She couldn't believe that Joseph had rejected her like that. He was just a slave. A slave had rejected her? The wife of the great Potiphar? The wife of the captain of the king's guard? Who did Joseph think he was anyway? And the longer she thought about it, the angrier she got. She was going to make Joseph pay. And she yelled out. And then the Bible says that she called to the men of her house and said to them that Joseph came in to me to lie with me. And I cried out with a loud voice. And it happened when he heard that I lifted my voice and cried out that he left his garment with me and fled and went outside. What? What's going on here? After Joseph had run out of the house, she had yelled, Help! And when the other men in the house came, there she was holding a shirt. And then she told them that Joseph had attacked her and that Joseph had tried to get her to sleep with him. And look, proof, here's Joseph's shirt. Oh boy. Now, kidzos, was what she was saying true? Had Joseph attacked her? No way. In fact, it was exactly the other way around. If anyone had been attacked, it was Joseph. Potiphar's wife was lying. She was angry. She was going to make sure that Joseph got punished, even if she knew that he hadn't done anything wrong. And this was Joseph's worst fears being realized. Even though he had done exactly the right thing, he was going to be punished anyways. 
Not too long after this, Potiphar returned home. And before Joseph could do anything, his wife told him what Joseph had supposedly done. And the Bible says that Potiphar's anger was aroused. But even though Potiphar was angry, there's a good chance that Potiphar knew that Joseph was innocent. Joseph had been working for him for a while now, and Potiphar must have known Joseph's character by then, that he was a diligent, hard-working, and blameless man. And more than likely, Potiphar knew exactly what had really happened, despite what his wife was telling him. And we know this because if Potiphar had truly believed his wife, Joseph would have been killed on the spot. But he wasn't killed right on the spot. However, Joseph also wasn't going to get away scot-free either. The Bible says that Potiphar took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. So Potiphar didn't kill Joseph, but he did send him to prison. Now I can already hear you Kidzos' next question. If Potiphar knew that Joseph hadn't attacked his wife, that he hadn't done anything wrong at all, why did Potiphar punish him anyways? That's not fair. Well, that's true, Kidzos. It's not fair. And the Bible doesn't tell us exactly why Potiphar did this. Maybe Potiphar was worried that if he didn't punish Joseph, that other people would know that his wife was trying to sleep with other men. Maybe he needed to set an example for the other slaves in his house who might have believed his wife. Maybe a lot of things. We really don't know. But whatever the reason was, it didn't change the fact that Joseph was going to prison for something that he had not done. And off Joseph went, off again to a place where he had no friends and where they were going to treat him very badly. And again, just like with his brothers, he had done nothing wrong. He had been faithful. He hadn't betrayed the trust that was put in him. He had done everything right. But here he was, a prisoner again, just like when the Ishmaelites had brought him to Egypt all those years ago. And no doubt, Joseph asked himself some questions. Why was this happening to him? Was everything he'd done for Potiphar a waste? And where was God? He had done the right thing. He had been faithful to God. So why wasn't God taking care of him? But God was taking care of him. God had a plan for Joseph. And even though it wasn't fun or comfortable or easy, what was happening to Joseph was indeed part of the plan. And what was the plan? Well, we're going to have to find out later. But in the meantime, God was going to need Joseph to continue being faithful and blameless 
and true to him, even in prison. Joseph was just going to have to hang in there for a little while longer. All right, kidzos, that's it for this episode. So what'd you guys think about the story? Poor Joseph just keeps getting the short end of the stick, doesn't he? (laughs) Yeah. In the next episode, we are going to continue the story with Joseph and see how he's doing in his new life as a prisoner. But until then, to all the kids tuning in, I hope you have an awesome day, God be with you, and I hope we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.